Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Two companies are getting divorced. A country's GDP goes up by 25% in a single day. And advertisers are learning more about you. All that's on today's show. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Washington, I'm David Gura, in for Kai Rizdahl. He's in Houston today for a live show we're doing around the country called How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Numbers. Today's Tuesday, the 30th of September, and it's great to have you with us. We start today with a corporate divorce story. eBay acquired PayPal about 12 years ago and built it into something that this year generated almost half of the company's revenue. Now the two are going their separate ways. Each, once again, will be a separate company. The CEO, John Donahoe, will step down, and both businesses, the idea at least, will be stronger in a landscape that's only becoming more crowded and competitive. Marketplace's Sabri Benishur reports on the breakup. eBay and PayPal seemed pretty tight until last January when an interloper started pushing them apart. PayPal is a bit of a no-brainer. Activist investor Carl Icahn. He quickly went from pushing to shoving, going after eBay's leadership. I think is either naive or just asleep at the switch here. Icahn speaking to Bloomberg there. He lost that fight in the short term, but in the long term... They have to grudgingly admit that he was right. Paul Sweeney is senior media analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. PayPal wants to be the way everyone pays for everything, online and at the store. But so does Square, Softcard, Google for a while, and now Apple Pay. If PayPal has to consider eBay every time it makes a decision, it's going to get tied down. The eBay folks and PayPal folks looked around the marketplace. They saw a market that continuing to change rapidly and continuing to get more competitive. Proximity payments, that's paying for things using your phone or things like PayPal, are blowing up, says Brian Yeager, analyst at eMarketer. This year, we expect uh, proximity payments to reach $3.5 billion. And by the end of 2018, hitting a little more than $118 billion. Even so, Yeager says that's a drop in the bucket when you consider how much money gets put on credit cards. Finally, eBay and PayPal just don't need each other like they used to. PayPal gets fewer and fewer new users from eBay, and eBay needs to free up cash to work on its own issues. There's competition from Amazon and maybe even Alibaba. The companies will split late next year, but they'll still be friends. In New York, I'm Sabri Benishore for Marketplace. This morning, the Federal Communications Commission, in a unanimous 5-0 vote, did away with what's known as the NFL blackout rule. The rule was around since 1975 and said if an NFL franchise didn't sell enough tickets to fill its stadium, the local TV channel was prohibited from airing that game. The NFL's initial reason for doing this was that people might not pay to see the team in person if they could watch the games for free on TV. Kenneth Shropshire directs the Wharton Sports Business Initiative at the University of Pennsylvania. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, David. I wanted to have you put this into some context for me. When you look at ticket sales on the one hand and these big TV contracts on the other, you know, which, which is more important to the NFL's bottom line? Oh, by far now, media rights. You know, beyond TV, just all, all the bundled rights that come when you hear about these multi-billion dollar deals across sports. So those rights have very much surpassed the gate receipts, especially the thing about the NFL. You know, the NFL, you think a team has uh, typically eight home games. So the revenues from you know, eight times 60,000 people in a stadium at you know, average ticket price of you know, shy of $100. I mean, that, that number doesn't come close to the literally – uh, billions over a period of years that come in from, from media rights. I gather that, that blackouts used to be a lot more common in just reading in 
saw that there were only two games in last season that, that were blacked out. What, what's changed? Why are so few games being blacked out? Well, you know, if, if you're as old as me, you remember games were blacked out just by virtue of being a home game and you weren't going to see it. But you, if you wanted to, I grew up in L.A., if you wanted to see a, a, a local game in L.A., you had to drive outside the county um, to, to a bar or wherever else to, to, to watch on uh, typical network TV. I mean, what, what's happening now is a lot of it is the popularity of the sport. There's not this problem with selling the tickets that in terms of long-term planning, uh, season ticket sales provide a tremendous base for a lot of these teams. And then the, the popularity of the game sells the rest of the tickets. It, it's also the case, too, that there's there's some flexibility in the rules now where the sales don't have to be 100%. Some situations, the, the sales can be as low as, I think, 85% of, of the actual capacity. The argument the NFL was making throughout this this process is the FCC was...